So today we're going to be speaking about series three. Yeah, so what was your number eight? Uh, Yesterday Never Comes. Oh, okay. So what did you like about that one? I love it, but it's not one of my favourites. I don't like, oh, what's she called? Miranda? Yeah, yeah. I'm not really a fan of her, but I like the story behind it. Yeah, this is all about the painting, isn't it, that Dale has in his flat. And she knows Um, it's worth something. Yeah, and and she calls him Deli Welly. (laughs) I forgot about that. Yeah, that's a bit weird. (laughs) Yeah. What did you go for for number eight? Yeah, well, I was just going to say, Chris, before I reveal my number eight, how tough it was as a series. I mean, series three, I think, for me, is my second favourite series. And there's not one episode or two episodes that sort of higher than any other, really. It was quite a difficult one, this, I thought. Um, good moments in all of them, really. Yeah, so I think definitely the best series we granted in as well, obviously. Now, my eighth place I put as Wanted, um, which is the one where Blossom accuses Rodney of rape when he leaves the pub. Favourite, well, one of the good moments for me is when Rodney's telling Grandad the next morning at the at the table and he's talking about who Blossom was. And as he says the word Blossom, you can see Dell near to camera, can't you? Um, sort of mime Blossom, you know, type of thing. In fact, he's in this suit. This is why I've got this on tonight. It's the, he wears this in series three, doesn't he, as well? So then Dell's on the wind up then, isn't he? Of you know, pretending he's, it's rape and uh, nickname. Did she call you my pound. lovely? You call him my lovely, yeah. You know, the case of the Peckham Pouncer and all that business as well. And then Dell at the pub later on, he's with Boise and Trigger, isn't he? Gets a phone call from Grandad to say Rodney's gone on the run. Dell turns to Boise and Trigger and says, He's taking all the tin food, don't know what I'm going to do. And Boise says, uh, throwaway comment, he goes, why, have you got nothing in the freezer then? I just thought that was a <laughs> yeah, not a memorable moment, but just funny funny gag. What about you then? What's your eight? Mine's Who's a Pretty Boy. To be honest, I haven't seen this episode that many times, but I always remember the big gag at the end. The trotters replace at the Dick Canary at Denzel's yep, while yep. decorating, believing this happened while they were there, only later to discover that the bird was already dead which is of course the biggest gag of all of it but yeah to be honest i haven't seen it that many times that's the only reason that it's my number eight yeah i've got it quite low i've got it as sixth place so i'm not totally disagreeing with there quite a poignant episode well a landmark episode in terms of you've got two first appearances haven't you for mike Mm. for denzel and um unfortunately it's only corinne's only appearance isn't it as well yeah Um, i was gonna say she died quite young didn't she she died quite young. Eva Motley, I think the actress was called. She did. I don't think she died long after, you know, a couple of years after sort of thing. So mm. Apparently she was going to be in many more episodes. Apparently John Sullivan had that plan. So it's a shame, really, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I believe so, because she is referenced quite a lot, isn't she? In it afterwards sort of thing. You know, I think Denzel and Corrine are always splitting up and things, aren't they? And I know yeah. he mentions her into Holland. The funny, back, funny part I remember with Dell is he says to um, Denzel... It's not my fault you ma- married a wrong one, is it? <laughs> Do you no, remember? No. <laughs> yeah, and um, they'd done the catering, hadn't they? And everything had melted. So the uh, she said, didn't she? How many couples do you see cutting a Victorian sponge on the wedding day? That's all they could get at the end, couldn't it? Because everything else melted sort of thing. Obviously a good episode, like we said. So like you say, de- he decorates Denzel's flat. And that is the gag, isn't it? Keep out the kitchen. I think it's Rodney, isn't it, who puts the gas on the the kettle on the gas doesn't yeah. he and burns a hole he thinks the fumes have killed the the yellow canary so i think is it how do you remember how much grandad paid for the yellow canary no i don't it's, i tell you i haven't seen it that many times uh, no so. no so it's <laughs> 45 pounds he pays for it yeah 45 pounds wow and then, that's quite um, a lot yeah definitely is yeah but that's great isn't it the, the 
obviously replaced the yellow canary. Corin comes back from work and then they're worried, aren't they? They're thinking, oh, my God, you know, what's Corin going to say? And you hear a scream and Grandad goes in and Del and Rodney and Grandad says, what's the matter, love? He looks all right. To, what have you done at my canary? And Grandad says, what do you mean? Looks all right to me, love. And then, like you say, well, when the smoke got this morning, he was dead. So that's the that's the gag on that. Weird one with that as well. It's a bit of an anorak thing. The last line in that episode is, who's a pretty boy then by Del Boy, isn't it? That doesn't happen very often, does it? That the actual last line of the episode... It's the name of the episode, yeah. It's the name of the episode. The only other one I can think of, Chris, who wants to be a millionaire? Del says that, doesn't he? Yeah, there can't there's be many. Not, there's not many. Quite a good quiz question, that, and I don't know the answer. How many episodes, mm. or even say the episode name in the in the actual episode, yeah. There wouldn't be many. Yeah. And then at the end, it's with Brendan O'Shaughnessy, isn't it? He's decorating the pub, and, and Del says to Mike, um, how much is Brendan doing the pub for? And Mike says, well... No secret, he's, he's bragging about it himself for a thousand pounds. So Dell says, Well, I can do it to the same standard as Brendan for two thousand pounds. Mike says, Well, why would I do that? He says, Well, the profit sharing scheme 500 pounds for you, Mike, 500 pounds for me. And then Mike says, What about the other thousand? He says, Well, Brendan does the job. So they've got, you know, he's creamed off a little bit of the money. So charge two yeah. grand to the brewery, and Dell and Mike get 500 quid. So your number so, eight was the Peckham yeah. Pouncer, which is, of course, um, wanted. That's right. What do you think of that one? Well, Actually, it's not a lot higher. It's my number seven, yeah. actually. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. So we're not we're not far off, are we? The, the no, I mean, obviously, Rodney gets into trouble after a night out when he tries to help out the old drunk lady who shouts rape for no apparent reason. Although we find out later, don't we? And Delboy <laughs> takes advantage of this and makes Rodney believe there are mobs of vigilantes roaming the streets, shouting things like "lynch him." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. AKA the Peck and Pouncer. So Rodney goes on the run. I like the bit where Dell says, I did it for a laugh at the end. Yeah. At the end. <laughs> yeah, the the, Rodney gets his own back in the end, doesn't he? Because um, he takes yeah. a bottle of whiskey up, Dell, doesn't he? He says, Do you want a bit of water with that, Rodney? He says, Oh, no, not what I've been doing in there or something, doesn't he? Spits out the water at the end, doesn't he? So he does. Um, yeah. And he's been smoking one of the funny fags. And he says, Grandad's been saying man and things and on about growing his hair and things like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's funny, yeah, because he's been smoking his uh, ganja, isn't he, in the loft? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I like the bit where he says about the kebab house. Oh, it's not there anymore. That's why he's worried, isn't it? There was police there for that, so Rodney thinks the police are there because of the, the rape. Because Dell really yeah. digs it up, doesn't he? And another really funny bit, uh, now we're talking about it, is the bit with Grandad where he says... A joke's a joke, but, you know, you could have stopped me going up west with my pension money. <laughs> that was funny, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, he didn't he say he's won the pools? And then he said I was dancing with someone called Monique, and then I realised I don't even do the bloody pools or something. Yeah, that's it, yeah. 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 As you say, this has to be one of Grandad's best series, doesn't it? It's, it's definitely the, the best series of, of Grandad, isn't it, I think, yeah. So what was your number seven? My number seven was Homesick. Grandad has bad legs, Again, I love it, but it's not one of my favourites. Um, yeah, I find it funny how they got caught out in the end, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that Del- lady from the council. Yeah. Dad boy's like, collapse, collapse, and throws a tea towel at him. <laughs> yeah, because they're going to get the new bungalow, aren't they? But yeah. uh, then Miss Mackenzie shows up. Well, she leaves, and then she comes back because Del asked her for, uh, if she'd like to go out for a drink. Grandad comes to the door with a can of beer and a cigar in his mouth, doesn't he? And Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
They were very close to getting that bungalow, though, weren't they? They were, weren't they? If you didn't come back, I would have got it. But yeah, I think it's a good episode. It's it's very crafty, uh, Grandad and Delboy, isn't it? Figuring out this plan. Yeah, definitely. And they brought Trigger into it, didn't they? Yeah, because Rodney goes along to this meeting, a council meeting, and he sort of gets um, duped into becoming <laughs> the, <laughs> the leader, well, the assistant leader of the council doesn't he so yeah because he's like dull boy said you couldn't do it yeah so that's the only that's the only reason do it. he does it, isn't it yeah and it's the only time that trigger addresses the dave situation isn't it and then he's still causing dave anyway i think they had good grounds to actually get the bungalow though to be honest i know they were crafty but they because granddad was old wasn't he obviously that's a lot of flights yeah, of stairs yeah. isn't it yeah the 12th, 13th floor or something like that, weren't they? It's very high up. What of stairs for anybody, but especially when you're elderly as well. I thought it was quite funny when uh, Rodney said, you can't blame Dell for the lifts not working. And then it transpires it that it was his fault, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very crafty, isn't he? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, they were very crafty together, really. It nearly worked. Mm. My seventh place, I don't know how, the, how high this is up on your list, Yesterday Never Comes which is the... Um... Not much higher, actually. We, we seem to be ah. going, like, one up from each other. I, I, thought we could, <laughs> I thought we could be quite different, actually, because I just thought they're so equal, aren't they? Um, mm. So, yeah, that episode, Chris, you remember, it's uh, the selling of Queen Anne cabinet, or Delhi's. It turns out to be a Queen Elizabeth cabinet, and Miranda Davenport comes around to have a look at it. You've got the banana boxes, haven't you, in there, fives. And Del's quite smitten with Miranda, isn't he? And um, calls a business meeting with Rodney in the kitchen. Where Del says, um, I think she fancies me. I think Rodney says, leave out, she's an intelligent woman. So Del gets him by the throat and, yeah, that's probably why she fancies me. And then Del gets to the, tries to get a bit of advice off Rodney and Rodney, I think, says, just be yourself. And then they go back out into the, the lounge there and um, I think it's a funny moment, isn't it? Del smacks Miranda's bottom and says, fancy a curry and winks. And she just, she's a bit shocked, but she goes, yes, why not? And Rodney's face is a picture, isn't it? He's so shocked thinking yeah. how the hell did that work but then he tries to do it himself doesn't he in a, a cafe the next day and gets a slap for his trouble which is which is the result you'd normally expect really isn't it yeah that's the funniest part of the episode for me yeah yeah it is definitely but uh, <laughs> yeah good, good episode i've got but, but, what i like as well the it's near the end dell visits the uh miranda's shop doesn't he and she's not yeah. there with some daffodils so it's, a, it's just a bit of a silly shop. It's a nice shop where there's a Rolls Royce in the parking space. That goes off and the van comes in, doesn't it? Don't you remember mm. that? Oh, yeah. So it's like, you know, Rolls Royce to a van, you know, just taking the mickey out of the van, I suppose, a little bit. But it's so. it's quite um, interesting with the painting, isn't it? I can't remember. What was the painting? Because she wants it because she knows it's famous and somebody in Dell's family stole it. And that's yeah, why he knew. Mom. Yeah, so he knew the value, the exact value for it. So it was quite a good twist at the end, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, Del's Del's mum's a cleaner and she she nicked it, didn't she, sort of thing, yeah. And he's been trying to get shot of it for years, I think, hasn't he? Which he has done because Miranda's signed it over, her parents have signed it over to her saying it's been in the, the family for years. So he got his own back at the end, didn't he, actually? And then at the end you see him, like, you know, sort of do his ties, oh, I've got one up on you, sort of thing, yeah. Yeah, because she was taking advantage of him, but in the end he had the last laugh, didn't he? Stay with us. We'll be right back. I'm comedian David Race in Los Angeles. I host a celebrity-filled paranormal talk show like no other. Monstrosity has great guests answering weird questions. You won't believe the combo of celebrities and paranormal experts who've been on this show. 
I guarantee you'll like Monstrosity, or you get your time back. Go to monstrositypodcast.com right now and take a look. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So that one was on your list. That was um, that was my number six. Yesterday never comes. As we said, yeah, the funniest part has to be with Rodney doing exactly the same thing as what Dell did, and yeah, getting a slap on the face. I mean, brilliant. And fancy a curry. I mean, I, I love the theme of Indian restaurants, actually, in Only Fools and Horses. It's quite yeah. British, isn't it? Really, I mean. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like it. I love that. Indian food, and it's, it's great. I mean, there's a lot of that. I reckon there's about eight, seven or eight, where you see an Indian restaurant or, you know, so it seems to be yeah, quite yeah, a theme yeah. in the show. And, of Dan, course, Dell makes curry later on in the series, doesn't he? Um, he does. With a chicken trotter, doesn't he? That he gives chicken to Gary. Trotter, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I think it's very British. Yeah. Mm, yeah. 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 That's what I think um, he says in the dating agency, doesn't he? No, no. Sorry. Raw flush when he goes into the, the shop and uh, he's getting Rodney's all his Rodney's gear for the shooting. And uh, the posh guy says, what is Sir's pleasure? He says birds and curry, but I've not come here to chit chat, which I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quite, quite good. Curry. Of course, he always says a Ruby, doesn't he? For Ruby Murray curry. Ruby Murray, of course. I think she was a, I might be wrong here. Politician was, wasn't she Ruby Murray? I think maybe. Oh, I don't know. No, I, I thought it was just because of the rhyming. It's a certain person. Yeah. Yeah. I might be wrong on that, but I think she might have been a politician. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, have you covered your eight, seven? I've covered my number eight, seven and six there then, because I've said who's a pretty boy was my number six. Uh, yesterday never comes. So what was your number six? Um, healthy competition. That's the uh, lawnmower, lawnmower engines. Yes, that's the one. I like that one, but I don't like how uh, Mickey Pierce like, portrays Rodney. Like, and just takes all the money and goes to Spain or wherever it were. Benidorm, yeah. Yeah. And that's a bit, get... of a, bit of a snide move, wasn't it? I think. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because yeah. um, Rodney foolishly makes him his financial advisor. Uh, I think it's 250 quid he runs away with in the end. Yeah, and back then it's a lot of money. Yeah, it would have been actually. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, I love that one, like the comedy of it as well. When he bought the lawnmowers off uh, Del Boy, <laughs> yeah, money. the ending's the funniest part, isn't it? Is that where he gives Rodney elastic band for his shoes and then flicks it onto his hand? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's it. But I mean, like, because Del sort of sorts it out so that he thinks yeah. you know Rodney thinks that he's achieved something but then he buys a load more the same lawnmower engines doesn't he <laughs> it's so funny so, so so far I've got eighth wanted seventh yesterday never comes and six who's a pretty boy so yours are who's a pretty six. boy and number eight seven wanted and six yesterday never comes that's amazing that isn't it yeah yeah P- pretty close really yeah yeah so so fifth place for you Fifth place, Friday the 14th. Del Rodney and Granda go fishing at Boise's Cornwall Cottage, poaching, as Granda calls it, for salmon. Unfortunately, a patient escapes who is criminally insane. Ten years ago, that very night, Friday the 14th, the axe murderer killed a group of fishermen. And for me, this has to be the closest to a horror film in terms of Only Fools and Horses, isn't it? Yeah. It's a very different episode, isn't it? Because, again, it's one of those episodes where they're not at the flat. I mean, they're at the flat very briefly, aren't they, at the beginning, and then it's it's all away from home. So, yeah, I like this episode. It is a really good one. And obviously, I love the part 
where you think it's the policeman, but it turns out to be the criminal. Yeah. That's, that's a really good twist as well. And there's there's lots of funny moments in it, isn't there? There is, there is. I'm not going to reveal where I've ranked that, so you can imagine for that. That's higher. Mm. Yeah, so Del, yeah, like you say, Del meets Boise in Mario's Fish Restaurant. They arrange for, they arrange for Del and Rodney and Granda to stay at his weekend cottage in Cornwall, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's quite funny at the beginning, isn't it, that they've arranged for, is it £10 a fish? So 60 fish, £600, we give 300 to Boise. That means you and Granda get fifty pounds each. Dell's man, yeah, sixty-four. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's quite funny. And then I think Rodney says at the flat as well, um, it's stealing Dell or something. And uh, Granda says, no, it ain't, Rodney. It's called poaching, which is again typical Granddad, isn't it? That and that's quite funny as well in the van, isn't it? When the the police are stop him and they think, oh, you they know about that salmon or something. And it's quite funny how he says like ten years ago, weekend uh, a fisherman got murdered, and that's what obviously have a good weekend (laughs) yeah 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 pull ahead both Rodney what we're not going are we yeah come on we're okay you know and of course Um, Rodney sees the madman in the in the window doesn't he and they're like you sure it wasn't a reflection which is quite funny yeah yeah that is good isn't it yeah sure it wasn't a reflection yeah and that's it how Dell goes out to the outside toilet doesn't he and then discovers a man on the floor yeah like you say he thinks it's the Axe murderer. Doesn't he knock him out by accident? Doesn't he open the toilet door and then he knocks him out? And yeah, he thinks he's the axe murderer, but he's the policeman, isn't he? he well, no, he is he the gamekeeper? Tom Whitten. Oh, that's it. Yeah, he's the gamekeeper. Yeah. Because it turns so, yeah, out later obviously. that the axe murderer had knocked out the policeman or the inspector, wasn't it? And then took his clothes and took all his identity and everything else. Took his yeah. uniform. And th- then that's a funny bit at the end, isn't it? Where Dell stays at the cottage with, like you say, the axe murderer and Rodney yeah, he's left alone. Yeah. Yeah. Rodney rings up and you Del, you can just hear Dell go, he's what? You know, obviously then <laughs> he's told him the bad news. Um, yeah. I think Dell says, yeah, he's just there, the chief um, examining his axe, sort of thing. And then a helicopter goes past Chris, doesn't it? And yeah. the axe murderer says, is that, is that the police? No, it's Barrett's. Because they used to advertise, didn't they, the Barrett's homes with the helicopters. And then they have a game of snooker, don't they? Where he hates winning, doesn't he, the axe murderer? Yeah, he does, um, yeah. So I think Dell says £10 a frame. It's not going to be so bad after all this uh, this weekend. So he even makes advantage of that situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's on the floor, isn't he? But he could turn it around into a, a positive sort of thing. I have got a bit of a thing with this episode. I don't know if you've got this book, Only Fools and Horses Story by Steve Clark. It's quite an old book. No, you said about it. What's an interesting fact, then? The interesting fact, I think it's an interesting fact, anyway. This episode's got a missing scene, and I didn't know this until, you know, we've, I've had a look at Series 3. It's a missing scene. It's um, basically, it's the country pub Village Green. So it's um, just says here, it's just before they go to the cottage. So it just says, this is one of those idyllic scenes straight off a postcode outside the old pub. We have a couple of tables and chairs. The van is parked close by. At one of the tables, we have an old rustic type puffing on a pipe. At the other table sit Del and Grandad. Del is still wearing his camel hair coat, etc. Del's light and a cigar. This is what it's all about, ain't it, Grandad, eh? This is your real England. Grandad, it's lovely, ain't it? And it's so clean and all. So it just carries on. You know, so what I'll do, I might post that one. It's quite a long-winded. I might post that on the on the page. But it's, yeah, um, that'd be good, yeah. Yeah, it's a couple of minutes long sort of thing, yeah. So that's just mm. before they end up at the cottage. Is so there I a picture? Just, or? No, no picture. No picture. No. But no, that's that's quite good, yeah. You could see that making sense, really. A lot of those deleted scenes, you're like, well, I can see why they left that out. But I think that might have made sense, actually. There was a good gag in it, you know. Yeah, it precedes yeah. the scene where the trotters were stopped by the police. You probably got this high, I've got a feeling. Fifth place, I may the force be with you. Oh, yeah, I got it a lot higher. So it's the first of three episodes featuring Roy Slater, Jim Broadbent, who, who, as we know, was offered the part of Del Boy. 
but he turned it down. He was busy. But he regrets that now, although he's had a brilliant career, hasn't he? Um, although he later said that was the best thing he ever did, didn't he? Yeah, it was Graham Norton, wasn't it? Yeah, he gets recognised for that more than anything. So, yeah, Rodney at the beginning, Rodney and Trigger at the pub, aren't they? And um, Rodney doesn't know who Slater is at this point. I think Slater just says he's an old school friend, so Rodney invites him back to the flat. And then when he shoots to the flat, you've got Dell and Grandad, and Grandad says, what are you doing? And Grandad says, I'm trying to get Dukes of Hazard, yeah. which gives you the, the time period of when it was, doesn't it, early 80s? Yeah, Dukes yeah. of Hazard, big show at the time. And Dell says, well, God, you'll be putting frozen pizzas in the portable next. And then, obviously, then Slater comes in, Dell drops the tray and everything, doesn't he? And that's quite good. Then the police station, they've got an account of who's nicked the microwave oven. So it's like a, a seven foot dwarf Caucasian who's as black as Newgate's knocker with a deaf aid or something like that. That's it. Um, yeah. yeah. And then Dell gets him to sign a form, doesn't he? That makes him immune from prosecution, I think it's called, to give up the name of the person who nicked the microwave oven. Obviously, the twist in that is Slater says, well, who nicked the microwave oven? And Dell goes, I did, and then points at the, the form. But a lot of Eagle Eye people have said that form, Chris, has got um, Jim Broadbent's signature on there, not Roy Slater's. He signed it, Jim Broadbent. Oh, really? Oh, they must have zoomed in. I like the bit where Slater says, um, what I found in our records department. And Dell says, I hope it's Barry Manilow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, brilliant. And he, even uh, the bits in the pub before when everybody's afraid of Slater because you've got Trigger there, haven't you? And you've got Boise and Trigger's like, oh, I haven't seen Boise or Dell for, what is it, like months or, or years, actually, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. <laughs> They've all got a different account, haven't they? Sort I of think thing, Trigger yeah. says that Del Boy is going to emigrate. He's thinking of emigrating, actually, isn't he? And, yeah, that's uh, right. That's how scared think, they are of him. Yeah, and I think um, Slater says about uh, Boise, he says he's uh, selling pirate videos, isn't he? says, which number Kings Avenue does he live on? And Del says, well, you can't miss him. He's got the Jolly Roger flag above his house or something, yeah. And later um, they ask Boise, he asks Boise, doesn't he, about it? And he says, oh, yeah, mutiny on a balcony, treasure island, you know. <laughs> yeah, <say>. that's <laughs> pirate video, yeah. Good, good yeah. reply, I thought. Yeah. yeah, good episode. Yeah, good episode. I think he says as well, doesn't he, Slater to Boise? Give him a love to Marley, everybody else does or something. <laughs> he had a very interesting laugh. We always talk about Boise's laugh, but his laugh was sort of like, <laughs> well, it was sort of kind of weaselly, really. Well, his character was, to be fair. But yeah, like yeah. A, a sarcastic laugh, wasn't it, sort of thing? Yeah, I've got you now. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, can you reveal the number of your that one for you, or do you want to leave that, what number you've got that at? May the force be with you. I can reveal it at uh, number two. Number two, a lot higher. Yeah, so a lot higher. Yeah, I just love everything about the episode, really. It's the first time we meet Slater, Delboy's nemesis, and it becomes clear that very early on that Slater is bad news. I'm thinking of when Del says he'd nick you for anything you would do. In fact, he'd nick you for anything you didn't do. So we find out very early on what kind of copper he is, don't we? And it's yeah. interesting that Slater still holds a grudge against Delboy all these years later, like he's got mental scars from when he was a kid. Uh, but no one feels sorry for him, do they? I don't. <laughs> no, no. And he, he's, he's nicked his, his dad, hasn't he, for um, a defective bike light. And he's only going to the shop for the fish and chips or something, wasn't he? Or something. That was it, yeah. But I think, what was it, um, when they were kids, they would play pirates, wouldn't they, on the pond? And he would yeah. always be the pirate that would walk the plank. He says about stories like that, doesn't he? Uh, but we still don't feel sorry for him, do we? No, no. No. Uh, <laughs> not, what, what a few actors, sorry, to do three episodes as well, like we said before, isn't it? There's not many actors who've just done... There's a few done two, or obviously more, but three's quite a, a unique yeah. one. I can't think of any others. So it's to Hull and Bat, the other one, 
And what's the one? I know the it's the one where um, he comes back, isn't it? And he reveals that he was Raquel's husband. But which episode's that? Do you remember? Yeah, because that's um, class of '62 series. Seven, oh yeah, yeah, because he arranges mm. the reunion, doesn't he? Yeah, that's a brilliant episode. Yeah, great episode. You don't see that coming, do you? That he's Raquel's uh, ex. So was that actually after to Hullenbach? Yeah, that was. Is um, that surprising? Because you would have thought to Hullenbach would have because obviously he gets nicked, doesn't he, for smuggling the diamonds? So you would have thought mm. that would have been the last one. But yeah, oh. yeah, they reference the diamonds in Class of '62, don't they? That yeah, a letter, isn't there? That's how Dell gets out of Slater, really sort of um, mm. blackmailing him, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, actually, yeah, I'm, I'm remembering now. Yeah, it's a while since I've seen that one, but yeah. Yeah, I think he has to be Dell's biggest nemesis throughout the whole series, really. Yeah, he does, definitely, yeah. As you said, um, I love the bit, we're looking for a six-foot, seven-inch dwarf, aged between 15 and 50, white male, with oriental features. <laughs> it's just so brilliant, That's isn't it? it? It's yeah, only fools yeah. and horses. You know, it's just brilliant. And another part I find funny is when Slater asks Dell what the suspect's ethnic group are, and Dell replies, I didn't see anybody with him. <laughs> anybody with him, yeah. yeah. He says to Grandad as well, was he Caucasian? No, he, he was a white fella. Yeah. <laughs> To grander, doesn't he? Yeah, it's good. It's good. I mean, they're all good. It's obvious to say, but um, they're all a high standard. This, I think, some series one or two not as favourable, but I could quite easily. I've probably watched this series equally the, the episodes. But, I think some series I have watched more. For me, I find that whole scenario though when they're in the police station really funny. That's why it's a mm. lot higher for me. And the ending because he signs this. What, what is it Slater says? You've got less chance of a pool than the Queen, what he signed. And Delboy's figured a way out of it. And he says, I did, as you said. Yeah. yeah. But it's stiff competition, but yeah. It's, oh, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a great yeah. series. So at number five? He's a pretty boy. Obviously, the big joke at the end is the bird mm. was already dead. That's the biggest gag, isn't it? So funny, because the reason why I know Yellow Canary, because all Canary's granddad's saying, Yellow Canary, Yellow Canary. That's all I can hear. That was a good one. Um, Rodney, Kareem, tell me, am I white? And she accuses him of smoking funny fags, don't she? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Rodney, doesn't he think he's left the gas on or something? Yeah, he leaves the uh, gas, uh, the kettle on the gas for about an hour and a half, and then he strips like, the kitchen wallpaper. I don't remember much of this episode, to be honest, but I always remember <laughs> about the canary, obviously. Yeah, because um, Kareem goes mad at Del Boy because... Her wedding cake got destroyed and she had to uh, cut a Victoria sponge. Oh dear. <laughs> that wouldn't do, would it? <laughs> no. All the food got destroyed in the fridge. She wasn't happy about that one. Fourth, fourth place, then, Chris? Speaking of competition, healthy competition. Oh, okay. That's my okay. number four. Okay. Rodney goes it alone with Mickey Pierce. Disastrous consequences, of course. I, I like the part where Grand has said, when talking about Mickey Pierce, he'd rob his own grandmother, he would. And Rodney replies, that was never proven. But we really find out about Mickey Pierce in this episode, don't we? What happens in the end? And apart from the Time in Our Hands episode, I think this is the only other time we see an auction house. Is that right? Really? Um... Just trying to think about Well, I was watching it and thinking, oh, you know, like, that's the only time or other time I can think of when we see an auction house. Top of my head, Chris. Um, I would say you're right there. Yeah, I can't think of another one. And it's um, Mickey Pierce's debut episode, isn't it? That I know he's in mm. Wanted as well, but Healthy Competition come before Wanted, I think. I'm right in saying so that was his debut debut show. So, they, yeah, they set up their own partnership. And speaking of the auction, I love that when Del says to Mickey, 
got to be careful in a place like this, you know. You put um, a 40 quid bid in for a, a generator when you scratch your bum. Mickey's like, did I? <laughs> and it's the famous lawnmower engines, lot 37, isn't it? Where Dell says, whatever you do, stay away from lot 37. It's just a load of broken broken lawnmower engines. So so um, what do we think? Do we think that Del Boy knew that Rodney would bid for it when he said that? Or was he being nice? No, I think he knew. He knew, he knew. Rodney would think, yeah. oh, he's, stay, he's, he's warning me off because he wants it. And that's... He, he took the took the bait definitely yeah yeah oh, I'd, I'd say so and then I think Rodney says doesn't he any chance you could take these back to our depot for me in the back of your van back of my van I've only just got them out of the back of the van you know and obviously they realise then that it's uh, Del and, let, and later mention, mentioning Indian food again but he goes out for a curry doesn't he and, and he does. Rodney, Rodney wants to come and obviously he can't pay his way because Mickey Pierce has stolen all the money that he's stupidly uh left him because he what did he say he's a financial advisor and he's gone to benedorm or somewhere like that hasn't he, he sent a postcard to his mum <laughs> and that and that sets up the one of the, the granddad's best line doesn't it where yeah is it the, the selling timeshare or something or we're, we're going into the holiday the, sorry self-catering trade aren't we yeah and yeah. uh granddad then says what you got a wendy ass and that after that every time there's a funny line or a scene they'd say oh we've got another wendy here Probably Leonard Pierce's greatest line, or certainly loudest laugh, isn't it? I think he ever got. Yeah, it's definitely up there. Yeah, without a doubt. Rodney and Mickey end up buying the broken lawnmower engines, and it turns out Del Boy was the previous owner, as he bought them when he was pissed at the 111 Club. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and then the, the, the twist at the end is obviously Alfie Flowers. No, sorry, Towser. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Del says, buy the, Towser, buy, buy the lawnmower engines. I want to see he's been successful. So Towser just does that. Tells him to take him back to Alfie Flowers' yard. So Del and Rodney meet up at the pub later. And Del says, um, have you got that money off Towser then? No. He says, why? Any page? He says, yeah. But I've been down to Alfie Flowers' yard. I've got a load more of them lawnmower engines. They're exactly the same. And that's the... <laughs> and Del's like, what? You know, and then he gets the... He says, can you can you sort me out with a... I had a pint all week. And he gets a rubber band, doesn't he? He says, put this on the sole of your shoe. Something. And then, yeah. It, it's a classic Only Fools and Horses ending, isn't it? I mean, I love the... They're, they're my favourite endings like that. Yeah, yeah. That, that I'd got that high. I'd got that as um, my second place, actually, healthy competition. All right. I think, I think Chris, because, if I'm honest, the Wendy House won. The Wendy. Mm. The Wendy. I think that... Because they're so close, you've got to look at things that just tilt over the edge of other episodes. I think it was the Wendy thing that did me on that. The Wendy House. It might just be, again, because this isn't one that is shown that often. It might be different for everybody when, when you watch it on the TV, but it's not always shown. It's every now and again you see it. We've got the DVDs, of course, but I don't know. I tend to watch the show more on the TV, even though I've got the DVDs. I know that's weird. But <laughs> you do <laughs> what I do, close really. your eyes and then wait for the episode to start and then guess what episode it is. <laughs> no, but I probably could. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That'd be a good... How you do it as a quiz, I don't know, but it'd be quite a good quiz, that, wouldn't it? I suppose you could actually, you could play a little sketch. Could, or a little clip, yeah. Say, yeah, well, yeah. which is this from? Yeah, You could audio oh. it, couldn't you? You could audio it, yeah. Yeah. And how successful that would be. But um, So, obviously, the biggest gag at the end is Rodney buys more of these broken lawnmower engines. I mean, how could he do that? What a plonker, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also yeah. funny because Dell has put somebody up to it, hasn't he? Isn't it £200, he says, and he buys them for less, doesn't he? And that guy keeps some of the money. Towser's pocketed a few quid, yeah. 
So quite yeah, crafty, yeah. really. And it kind of it yeah, blows yeah. up in Dell's face, doesn't it, really? Yeah, it does. Definitely does, yeah. But luckily, he's had a good week, isn't he? Selling other stuff. So he isn't. it's not so bad, even though it blows up in Dell's face. Quite a good line as well. He's bought some strawberries and Grandad says, um, not very big, these strawberries. And I think Dell says, what do you mean not very big? You wouldn't like one like, like one as a wart up your nose, would you? So what was your number four? My number four um, was Thicker Than Water, which oh, is the, okay. it's the Christmas, Christmas episode. It's the only time in the show, obviously, we meet Del and Rodney's uh, dad and granddad's son, Reg Trotter. It would also be, we didn't know at the time, sadly, Leonard Pierce's last official episode. He passed away a few months after that. It was a few months after it was broadcast. He does feature in, I don't know if you've seen the episode, um, an educational video, Licensed to Drill. I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard about it. Yeah, which was an educational uh, video at the school. So that's not an official episode, but they filmed that afterwards, apparently. So, so Reg has come back Christmas night, I think it is. Uh, with a rare blood illness, he calls it, I think, doesn't he? And Rodney and Dell need to get tested. Reg goes to bed and says, uh, night, boys. Oh, and Merry Christmas, which Dell replies. Some people get wise men bearing gifts. We get a wally with a disease, which I think is a brilliant, uh, br- brilliant part of that. And then Reg tries to engineer that Dell and Rodney have different blood groups by opening the envelopes, doesn't he? I think he adds a B to Dell's blood results, doesn't he? And then they think they've got a different father then, but he's trying to make out, Reg, that Dell's not his child sort of thing. So Del, Del says, though, um, that mu- your mum used to see a few music- musicians when you before you were born. And Rodney says, what are you trying to say? My my mum, my, my dad's a band. He says, no, just the brass section. I think Rodney <laughs> says something like, Rodney says something like, God, I can't wait to fill out my last application form. Mother's name, Joan Mavis Trotter, father's name, Herb Halbert and the Tijuana Brass or something like That's that. That's it, yeah. And then they're at the pub, Chris, aren't they? And um, Del's on his own. Rodney says, come over, have a game of cards. And he deals, doesn't he, Reg, the cards. So he goes, Dad, Rodney, Kimasabi for, for Del, which I think is brilliant, like the Lone Ranger reference, isn't it, that? Oh, I love this episode. It's it's in my top two. I love that episode as well because it gets repeated a lot at Christmas for obvious reasons. Uh, you know, so many references three wise men bearing gifts we get a wally with a disease i love that line it's a great line isn't it that was done with the covid a bit wasn't it the other year that's quite good at the end as well that dell's spoken to dr becker hasn't he reg has never never been ill but used to work at newcastle infirmary and he'd nicked the gynecologist lambretta along with a load more stuff Um, i always like that line yeah the chief gynecologist lambretta yeah yeah (laughs) yeah and then we never see reg again he goes into the sunset and we never see him again do we Good riddance, but no, he was a good character. Well, yes and no. He was a bad character, but he was a memorable character, I'd say. He was, yeah. He, he's a bit like Dell in terms of the way, he, I mean, he wore Dell's suits, didn't he? But he smoked the cigar, didn't he? And things like that. And they were similar in a weird way, weren't they? Not got Dell's good nature, of course, and family nature, but um, in some ways they were similar, weren't they? Rodney says, doesn't he? He says that about the way he dresses, like, oh, he wants to say, you know, dresses like you, but he says some of the lads down the pub, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. So. And then doesn't Rodney show his GCSE certificates? Yeah. (laughs) He (laughs) He writes a bet on the Writes a bet on the bat, yeah. And then there's another one where Del says, I asked Dad or Reg or whatever he calls him, he says, I asked him what a cubic foot was and uh, Reg had replied to him, he didn't know, but he's going to try and have a week off work with it or something. Yeah, he's had everything from galloping lurgy to Saturday night fever. That's it, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, some great lines in that. Great episode. One of the best... Christmas episode, probably, isn't it? When I say Christmas episode, it was Christmas, wasn't it? I know we've had loads of other Christmas episodes, but they weren't around Christmas worthy, t- technically. So the other one, is it Go West, Young Man? Is that at Christmas? It's Christmas Crackers, that one. That, That's when the one I'm thinking of, yeah. 
Christmas crackers, yeah. The and Diamond doesn't take the giblets out. And Diamonds of the Heather, of course, is Christmas one, isn't it? Christmas uh, theme. But there was more, of course, there was a lot more Christmas specials, wasn't there? In, in ter- instead of, because I got mixed up, I was thinking it was a Christmas special. I know it's not as long as the Christmas specials, but when you see it on TV at Christmas, it, obviously it's always, it's lined up with all those other Christmas specials. I think it could have possibly been the first episode on Christmas Day. I'm not sure if it was broadcast Christmas Day or not. It was right, it was definitely around Christmas, but I know to Hull, if it wasn't that episode, it was to Hull and Back that was the very first Christmas Day episode. It, it was on then for probably 10 years wasn't it then on Christmas Day the highlight of Christmas really it's interesting they weren't always around Christmas though not that it matters but that's probably different compared to a lot of TV because they would always do Christmas special at Christmas wouldn't they yeah they probably only did like you say probably Christmas Day was referenced probably maybe only six seven times in, in episodes yeah the rest of them were summer they could have been like Jolly Boys out in set in the summertime isn't it it's it's better really because you get a lot more scenarios because there's probably only so many things that can happen at christmas i love that one but i also feel really really bad for delboy me too yeah but i love how rodney sees his dad for how he really is he learns the hard way doesn't he because when he left he's only a little little kid i feel really really bad for delboy in that one rodney says well i only know what you've told me doesn't he, basically, to Dell, And he wants to find out for himself. But yeah, he found out the hard way. At least he learned, eventually. But yeah, I think it was probably one of the worst things his dad could have done to him, really, by changing the blood group. Yeah, that was... Because uh... he's such a family man, isn't he, Del boy? Yeah, he is. Because Chris was saying like how very similar he is to his father, but the main part of him, he's totally the opposite, isn't he? His heart, really. Yeah, he dresses like his dad, and he sort of acts like his dad with like his signals and stuff but his mannerisms and he's got a heart of gold where his dad's just got a swinging brick yeah and but even after all that that his father did Dale still gives him some money at the end doesn't he to, yes yeah. he's a kind person i think in another episode he says that's one of my biggest faults <laughs> yes he's too kind so i think but yeah that's one of my favorite episodes in this series definitely it's up yeah. there Definitely. Have you seen um, Rock and Chips? Yes. I love that. Like, can sort of see more of his mum and dad then, can't you? Well, well, I've seen it, to be honest, I've only seen it once. So it was a long time ago. When it, when was it first on the TV? About a decade ago, maybe longer. I think, trying to think about it. I think it's about 2011, 11 years ago. Yeah. It's like I even forgot that they went to Margate in one of the episodes because I saw something online and I was like, did they? I don't even remember <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. Um someone um Excelsior where I used to work, there's a bar like a couple down the road, it's called the Albert, and it's got Uncle Albert on the front of it. And they've gone on Jolly Boys outing. Yeah. Oh great. They're gonna go there. Not to Margate to like Liverpool or something. But... Oh, but that's that's good, yeah. Yeah. I wanna do that on my stag do, but I don't know if it will happen or not. <laughs> Hopefully, you never know. It'd be a good laugh, yeah. I heard, though, um, remember Zaggy, who was on our podcast? Yeah. He's going to be, apparently, he's going to try and attempt to do it with a load of people next year. Actually go to Margate on a coach and everything. Wow. Yeah. He's invited us, so maybe we can go. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Sounds like fun. But, of course, some of the things aren't there, but you'd have to use your imagination a bit, like the hotel isn't there anymore or the ride isn't there anymore, things like that. So what was your number four? <laughs> Wanted. I love how he pretends to be a cat. <laughs> oh, you mean at the end when he's in the tank room? Yeah. 
Otherwise, I can get into uh, the sardines if you prefer. Yeah, I just love the whole the whole episode. It's so funny. Yeah, and it's unbel- it's well, it's Rodney, so it's not unbelievable, but he really falls for it, doesn't he? That the, yeah. the Laura after him. <laughs> as soon as Del Boy realised who Blossom was, he had to wind him up. But as Grandad says, a joke's a joke, but sometimes you take it too far. <laughs> and he cancelled his pension. <laughs> yeah, he went up west with his pension money, didn't he? Yeah, he won the pools. <laughs> yeah. But he didn't. And he realised he never plays it anyway. Yeah, such yeah. a great line. That's just one of my favourite episodes. It's just so funny. Yeah, I like the bit where Dale's like, yeah, there's mob- mobs of vigilantes on the street and they're shouting things like, lynch him. Back and pouncer. Because he sees Dellboy doesn't need to go out looking for him. And he's like, I'm the guy on the run. I can't just go out the window. <laughs> out the window. That's a, that's a good line. Yeah, because he forgot the tin opener, didn't he? He took all the food, but he forgot he the tin, tin opener. <laughs> I think series three is my most watched series. <laughs> It's one of my favourite series. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, every episode, Chris was saying that as well, every episode is brilliant. It's hard to, like, pick your favourite and your least. So what was your number three, Chris? Number three, I've gone for um, Homesick, Chris, um, which is the one where, you know, Rod becomes chairman of the Housing Association. They're having a meeting, aren't they, and Trigger's there. No one else has turned up. And it's the only time in the show, it's probably what's... Give it me as as high up as it is. It's only time in the show that Rodney addresses why Trigger calls him Dave. Why do you call me Dave? My name's not Dave. My name's Rodney. And the Trigger's response is brilliant, isn't it? Where he goes, what's Dave then, a nickname? You know, and then he goes, no, you're, you're the one who calls me Dave. So that, that was that was uh, pretty good. And then he goes on about it being on his... And I think, does he say, Trigger, are you sure? And I think Rodney says, yeah, I've looked it up on my birth certificate and everything. It's definitely Rodney. So that, that was really good. And... Um, and the funniest bit of that for me is when he then goes back into the calling him Dave, you know, because he says, me and Dave haven't got all night, doesn't he, to the chairman. That's right, because um, Baz, I think it is the chairman, he obviously first on the agenda, he resigns. Now, he does call him Rodney, doesn't he? He says, well, if you want a new chairman, Baz, I nominate Rodney. Mm, That's the only yeah. time I, well, I'm sure it is, the only time Trigger calls him Rodney. But like you said, he then goes back to. <laughs> he reverts back. Yeah. The good old Dave again. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, they're trying to engineer a um, bungalow, aren't they, Dell and Grandad? So Grandad's feigning. This yeah, is my yeah. number three as well. So. Is it? Oh, is it really? Okay. Mm. Oh, great. Particular highlight moment in that episode for you? Um, I like the bit where Grandad's sort of on his deathbed and he's saying about, what is it, the cigarette lighter? Yes, yeah. Uh, a Scotch bloke gave him in the war and that um, Rodney thinks it's lucky, doesn't he? And um, it turns out that the bullet hit it and then it went down below, didn't it? <laughs> Did it ricochet and blow his brains out or something? It's, uh, or oh, something. no, sorry, yeah. I've got that wrong. Yeah, it blew yeah. his brains out. And then Dale says, yeah, well, it could have been worse. It could have gone that way, couldn't it? <laughs> Ruined his whole life, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's it, yeah. yeah. But I think it's yeah, very yeah. clever from Dale and Grandad, isn't it? And as Dale says, Rodney, because um, he's Peckham's con- conscience, he never would have gone along with it, would he? Never would have got. No, he's quite an honest, isn't he? Really, yeah. And I think there's um the market scene, isn't there, where Dell's selling oranges, and um the old woman <laughs> turns to Rodney and says, "Has he got pineapples?" Rodney thinks he's referring to Grand. He says, "No, I think it's just rheumatism." But the two old ladies in that scene are actually in Faulty Towers as well. Miss, who are they? The, the re- yeah. resident guest, Miss Gatsby and Miss Tibbs. Yeah. I'm wondering um, if you look at my backdrop. Do you reckon it's from that episode? Because there's oranges in the background. 
good spot that it will be Chris I'm sure I'm Possibly. pretty confident of that yeah and another funny bit is of course they're selling oranges they've got hundreds of oranges haven't they and then Ronnie comes to see granddad and he brings not grapes oranges yeah yeah really yeah really good <laughs> of all of all the things to buy yeah and then Miss McKenzie visits that's quite a funny bit as well isn't it um to sort of okay the house move Dell takes a liking to Miss McKenzie and then they have the mutual interest choreography don't they what is it Nijinsky isn't it I'm thinking of going to watch one of the um the show's Nijinsky. Miss McKenzie says, Del, uh, Derek, he died. She died in 19. 19- no, he died in 1950. I think Del says, did she? That was quite a funny moment as well. And he thinks choreography is um, medicine as well, doesn't he? Del says, I've always wanted to get into the medical profession myself. Yeah. Instead of obviously that uh, teaching of dance. Yeah. And then at the end, of course, Chris, you've got the boys celebrating the bungalow. But Miss McKenzie's come back to take Del up on the invite of a drink. And then she says, I'll, uh, I'll stop the inconvenience of you moving you know, we won't be moving sort of thing. So, yeah, it's a good, good episode, that. I do think probably top 20 moments, the Dave bit, I think, there, you, you know, at the Oh, yeah, really, meeting. really iconic, that. And, yeah, as yeah. you say, he doesn't call uh, Rodney Rodney ever again, does he, Trigger? Yeah, yeah, well, like we said before, it's the longest-running joke in comedy, isn't that? A 20-year 20 20 joke that got funnier and funnier, really, as well, didn't it? Oh, yeah, um, I mean, it's, it's classic, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, Big Brother, I mean, obviously, it's obvious to say, but when he says he... Of course, of course, remember, yeah, you going, Dave. It doesn't get a laugh, really, does it, to be quite honest? No, the first time. Building, yeah, we, we've said before, haven't we, how it didn't even get a laugh, did it, at all? Even no, the no. first few, if you look back, yeah, or it would just be like, huh, you know, it wasn't much of a laugh at all. But um, No. Yeah, it did grow and grow, as you say. No, John Sullivan probably elaborated on it more, didn't he, as time went on, I think. Yeah, yeah, mm. but, uh, and yeah. you're talking about Nijinsky. I also remember when the doctor goes to examine Grandad, and Rodney says, "What the ballet dancer?" And is he he means the horse, doesn't he? That's right. Got that yeah. the other way around, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because he's got legs like Nijinsky. The doctor says, and Del says, "Well, he's a horse." And then Rodney says, "No, he means the ballet dancer." And the doctor goes, "I don't." I don't. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's weird that, isn't it? The same gag in a way, done twice, isn't it? You know, in the same episode, really. Not not quite the same gag, but mentioned twice. It's quite strange, that, isn't it? Yeah, that's quite rare. Mm, and definitely. that's um, very John Sullivan, the ending, isn't it? The twist, of course. Um, you think they have tricked Margaret from the council into giving them a new bungalow, but sadly, Grandad answers the door with a cigar in his mouth and a beer can in his hand. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. As Miss McKenzie goes i think the granddad's like do we get it then del and then they're dancing around the room so that's when rodney says isn't it you feeling a bit better then are we granddad and then when he's lying on the floor of course when they come into the flat um shall i give him the kiss of life and granddad soon gets up doesn't he He says i'm not that ill rodney so yeah no good good episode good episode like we said it's a strong series though isn't it the thing is though granddad was so old wasn't he they could have I think it would have been quite fair if they got the bungalow. Of course, for the series, it wouldn't have been very good. But I mean, I think John Sullivan knew that when they were rich, and then we go back to um, the 2001, 02, and 03 episodes, the final three. He said that being rich isn't it just isn't funny, is it? So the flat was a main, the flat and the the van and the nags head are quite crucial to the show, aren't they? Although I don't remember much of it when they were rich, to be honest. I don't think it was long, was it? Like it was in the episode. Um, if they could see us now, it was only about. 10 or 15 minutes, wasn't it? But when they were still, they still had the money. That's right. The, I think it's the American, they invested in the American stock market and that went, that crashed, I think, just after they won the money. And then they were fleeing the, I think they were in Paris, weren't they? They, they were fleeing the hotel in Paris, weren't they? And 
yeah, like you say, they were in a stretch was... limo, weren't they? And then Del opens the newspaper and he says something in French, doesn't he? And he's like, "Oh no, <laughs> this has happened." Yeah. I, th I think it's Chateau Neuf du Pape, but I might be That's wrong. That's it. Yeah. 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 The flat was crucial, like we said. It's. It, I mean, at the time, I think in the early days, it was looked on as a bit of a oh god, what a what a dos what a dos house. But I think now it's quite um, well. There's fools like me that. Iconic, yeah. their own house up like it. So just just on a little point, I don't know if I showed you last time. But did you see me yuppie upgrade there? I've got the lights and things on my door now. Oh, that's great! Yeah, the yeah, neons, yeah. the neons. Yeah, it's not as good. Like obviously, if it's not too dark, and it plays music as well. Well, yeah. does it play music from the show? Does it play the theme? Yeah. Did you can hear that, Chris? Yeah, I can hear it. We've got some off, friends, crack and quotes from the show as well. <laughs> Great. I'll see if you know who this is. Well, that's Boise. <laughs> you recognise that one, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Did you get that one right? Courtesy of Neil Huckle, of course. Oh, that's great. You're number two then. Friday the 14th. Friday the 14th. Very different yeah. episode, isn't it? Yeah, and I like it. It's not usual to the normal episode. Very different, but a good different. Yeah, it's very close to a horror film, isn't it? Yeah, and then I like how they don't believe that Rodney actually saw her face. And I think it's his reflection. <laughs> <laughs> you sure it wasn't a reflection? Yeah. Uh, Del Boy acts brave and has to go outside to the toilet. But yeah, secretly uh, scared. <laughs> And that's very funny, the scene at the end, isn't it, with the mad guy? And I was saying to Chris, we never find out what happens at the end. Obviously, he didn't kill Dell because there were more episodes. And how Rodney um, flipped the mon uh, Monopoly board over because they lost. Yeah, that's classic, isn't it? Definitely a sore loser. Rodney got dead paranoid, didn't he? Because there was a power cut and he thought someone cut the electric. Yeah, and then I think it's either Granddad or Rodney finds an axe, don't they? Because he's known as the axe murderer. Yes. But Dale's like, well, people in the country, they, they all must have axes because they've all got fires, you know, for logs. And... Yeah. But then eventually they get Dale paranoid as well, don't they? To begin with, he's just brushing it aside. But That's one of my favourite episodes. It's not the usual. It's probably one of the best that isn't the normal format. I reckon, because yeah. it's very removed from... You only see a little bit of the flat at the beginning, don't you? That's it. Yeah. I love horrors as well. That's and why it's so high, like... then. I bet, mind you, do you normally like comedy horrors or not? No, I normally like horror horrors. Yeah. I really. can't be all horses. What was your number two, then? I'm just trying to find mine. Number two? Yeah, number two. Um, Probably, again, a bit like the, the number three episode. It, it, it's for one scene, really, as much as anything, but it's healthy competition which is the uh, debut appearance of Mickey Pierce, of course. So Red, Rodney and Mickey Pierce set up on the, in their own party. And then um, the funny bit is that near the beginning at the auction, Del says to Mickey, you want to be careful in a place like this, Mickey. You put a 40 quid bid in for an electric generator when you scratch your bum, which I thought was quite good. And then obviously Del warns them about the famous lot number 37. You want to stay clear of that. It's just a load of broken lawnmower engines. So Rodney double psychs him, doesn't he? And thinks, yeah, you know why he said that to Mickey Pierce? You know why he said that? He wants to get the lawnmower engines himself. So why don't we bid on that? So the rest is history, isn't it? That um, lo and behold, they are broken lawnmower engines. And uh, I think Rodney and Mickey want Del to taken back in his van and Del says you must be joking I've just got him out of my van so that that was uh that was that was quite funny and then um the the famous one isn't it back at the flat Del says Mickey's gone to Benidorm of course and Roddy's a bit shocked at first Benidorm and then he sort of um 
pretends he knows about it and says, oh, yeah, that's right. We're going into the self-catering holiday trade, to which comes Grandad's best ever line. What you got, a Wendy ass? Which famously brings up the roar of laughter. And every time we get a big roar of laughter after that, all the cast used to say, we've got another Wendy coming, referring to the to the Wendy house. Probably Grandad's finest moment, would you say, Chris? I think there's so many. For me, I love Grandad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's up I there. Just, yeah, it's up there. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know um, Tony Dow actually said before, he said that Nick and David would have like five minutes of dialogue, blah, 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 back and forth, back and forth. And they used to say, Grandad and, and Leonard Pierce would get one line and bring the house down, you know, and they'd be like, oh, you only got one line and you've, you know, brought the brought the house down sort of thing. Yeah, which is good. And after the episode, Del meets, that's right, Del meets uh, Towser in the curry house, doesn't he? Rodney, to, he feels sorry for Rodney, doesn't he, at this point, and says, I want to think he's done well. So go and offer him some money for the... You know, for the broken lawnmower engines. Towers is like, what are we going to do with him? He says, we'll take him down Alfie Flowers Yard, you know, type of thing. So then Rodney and Del meet up at the pub. I think Del knows what's going to go on, but he says, hey, I've seen a silly man. Silly, seen a silly man today. I said, do you want to break, do you want to buy any broken lawnmower engines? And the bloke says, I'm not that silly. So then Rodney says, actually, Del, I've negotiated the, the sale of those lawnmower engines. So Del's obviously acts shocked. Oh, wow, have you? Wow, wow. And then um, let's pull in our resources then. What have you got, Rodney? Oh, I haven't got any money. It's just Aunt Towers have paid you. Yeah, but I've, I've invested in some more lawnmower engines. Don't worry, they're exactly the same <laughs> as the other ones. So that was the the twist, wasn't it? Yeah, great um, twist. Yeah, yeah. So that that was funny. What a, and I think it finishes. What a forty-two carat plonker you really are. What about your number two? What's your number two scene uh, episode? May the fourth be with you. It's the first okay. time we meet Inspector Roy Slater, isn't it? Del Boy's nemesis. I love this episode. I think it's fantastic, and of course. The twist at the end um, when they're in the police station and the way Del Boy gets out of it, I think that's one of the best endings. I really do, because you're thinking, how is he going to get out of this situation? He's got to be the grass, isn't he? Be, be one of Slater's grasses. And Slater's terrible, and he? Del Boy says that... No, not Del Boy, Hoskins, isn't it? He says Hoskins. that um, the only people that hate him more... Uh, than the villains is us coppers doesn't he yeah uh, that's right yeah because yeah. he was going to lay all these all these other crimes wasn't he on who Dell would give up but, yeah, but he was it, yeah. he was very cruel wasn't he like um like hoskins said because um he set rodney up didn't he like saying oh well you could find some drugs in his pockets and he also said about grander didn't he, he said oh i'll leave grander out of this but he'll be alone, alone. <laughs> yeah you know, yeah the estate. terrible places these estates and what's that funny line? Because um, he, he says about the mindless filth that walk our scum and, scum and filth. And Dale's like, um, I thought you drove everywhere now. <laughs> yeah, yeah drove everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant line, isn't it? And, that, and at the end, like you say, he's got the forms, hasn't he? Like, um, right, for the third and final time, who nicked the microwave oven? So he's like, he looks back at Grandad and Rodney, doesn't he, behind him? And, looks and they the can't believe it that he's going to be a grass. Yeah, like, I did. You know, <laughs> I did with the pen. It's just how he smoked. He'd got, and then you see Slater's uh, face drop, don't you, then, as well? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> of course, they always say at the beginning of that episode as well, Chris, at the pub, if you remember the opening scene, you've got yes, Slater. Yes, I was going to talk about Rodney. this. Or actually, um, before that, haven't you got Rodney and Dave? Uh, sorry, Rodney, you got, haven't you got <laughs> Rodney right, and yeah. Trigger? Yeah, it's Rodney and Trigger, like you say. What colour is your hat? I thought that's a really good scene, isn't it? Yeah, because Rodney's on about some girlfriend he's dumped or something. Wherever, I, says, lay wherever I lay my hat, that's my home. home. Yeah. <laughs> you got a hat then, Dave. What colour was it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was obviously Sark, you know, pink. Mine was. Obviously, at this stage, um, Rodney doesn't know who Slater is, does he, in this episode? 
No, he hasn't got a clue. Because it's his first appearance, isn't it? Or um, say he's one of the, one of a few. I can't think of anybody else that's been in three episodes, three only, which mm. he has, hasn't he? And it's quite funny because he nearly lets it slip, doesn't he, Slater? Because he's like, Inspector, <laughs> and then he says yeah. his name, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, is, it is really good, isn't it? And like Trigger's trying to warn Rodney behind Slater's back, and he's doing that, like he's, you know, he's. Yeah. Um, he should have picked up on the signs, really, but it's Rodney, isn't it? So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, when they go back the flat with Slater, he pulls to Dell and, and uh, Grandad, and he's in the microwave, isn't he? What, mm. are you, what are you doing? I'm trying to get the Duke Surveyor. Just be putting frozen pizza in the portable next. And then Slater and Granddad uh, get the microwave, don't they? And Slater's like, it feels hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We only just got it. Well, it feels warm. Yeah. And you do see a lot of the fans as well, don't you? That I think Rodney says it just we we saw a bloke in the market. Well, it just fell out of his pocket, did it? You know. And then people on Facebook now say, don't they? Oh, look, the microwave oven must have fell out of someone's pocket. You know. It's, it's funny how items remind you of fools and horses, like a microwave does, doesn't it, really? Yeah, um, or a paint stripper. Paint stripper, <laughs> yeah. Um, video. Yeah, video player. Video recorder, yeah. Camcorder, big camcorder, yeah. It's um, the big brick mobile phone, of course, yeah. Quite a few different items. Uh, horse riding helmets, you name it. You know, it does come back to the show again, Tr- doesn't it? Trotters crash turbans. <laughs> crash turbans, yeah, yeah. But no, I, lo- I love the episode, and yeah, Slater, I mean... You were talking about when he goes back to the flat, but you can, just from Dell's reaction, you know how bad he is because he just drops what he's got, doesn't he? He goes, Slater, doesn't he? And it's it's a real, just from that one word, you can tell everything about him. Yeah, you, yeah, you know exactly. Rodney knows then straight away, doesn't he? He's done done the wrong thing sort of thing, yeah. But there is a funny line. He'd nick his, he'd nick his own, he nicked his own dad once. He said, well, he had to. He said, light was defective. And then Dell says... He was only going down the fish shop as well for something. So, you know. Yeah, um, and I, I think it wasn't his bike either. I think he lent him the bike or something like that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it's interesting that Hoskins goes back in the episode to hold him back with um, Roy Slater as well, doesn't he, Hoskins? Yeah, but I really enjoyed that when he finally gets nicked for the diamond snu- uh, smuggling. What is it, Hoskins? He says to him... Um, I'm not paid to think, doesn't it? Doesn't he? he says he says he says that to Hoskins. You're not paid to think. Then that's his line when they nab him with the diamond. He's yeah. been acting a bit daft all along, Hoskins. Really, he's been onto him all along, really, hasn't he? Yeah. And that obviously Jeff Stevenson famously was into Holland back that we've had on the podcast, wasn't he? Yeah, he, he was another policeman, wasn't he? Yeah. In the, well, in the lorry. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't sure if Dell was in there or not, was he? Well, no, I think I, I referred to this because I, I said you never see really the lorry and the van in. I said, was the van set up there with the lorry? He did say it was, but yeah, I don't think he did remember if they were in the lorry with him sort of thing. No. It's what just a bit, bit of trivia, isn't it? Because you see, sometimes you see that online, don't you? Was Dell in the van or not? Uh, in the lorry or not? But yeah, mm. you're number one. May the force be with you. Great episode. <laughs> Love that one. It's the first time I meet Slater, isn't it? Yeah. Dell boy's like acting like he's going to like dob someone in for stealing the microwave. Slater gets really excited and just goes, it was me. He gets him <laughs> to sign this document, doesn't he? saying that no matter what happens, I walk away, basically. As no long charge. as he keeps up the name. Yeah, no charges. And he never would have thought he would have said me. They was looking for someone size of a dwarf, someone who was six foot tall or something, weren't it? So funny. It is, yeah. I like the bit where Slater says, um, what was his ethnic group? And and then Delboy says, I didn't notice anybody with him. 
and some guy dropped it. Fell out of someone's pocket. <laughs> oh, he dropped it, did he? <laughs> oh, the time you walk down the street, you might come and he falls out your pocket. Yeah, that's definitely one of my favourite ones from Series 3. Just so funny. And, and I'm saying it's quite interesting with Slater because he sort of holds a grudge against Del for when they were kids, doesn't he? Which is quiet. Yeah, because wasn't it wasn't Del by making out of his sister in like the bush shelves and Slater's never forgiven for that. Yeah, but it was also um because when he was kids he would always they'd play pirates and he would oh, always yeah. be the man who would walk the plank and go in the pond, you know. That's more put ancient powder on his belly button. That's it, yeah. Um, yeah. But but Dale made them made them stop at the belly button, yeah. But <laughs> and he regrets it. <laughs> yeah, he regrets that. Yeah, we don't feel sorry for Slater, do we? No. And then the last episode we see him in is I can't remember what series, but this is when we find out that uh, Raquel was Slater's husband. That was later. Uh, that's the re- that's the reunion episode. Reunion of sixty four. That's it. Yeah. Oh no, that's it. That's the my dad was born. 64. Oh really? That's how I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. That's the last, yeah, because that's when Del Boy found that they was married to Raquel, wasn't it? Yeah, because Slater sees the picture, doesn't he? And Uncle Albert's like, "Who's Raquel? <laughs> yeah, who's Rachel? Who's Rachel?" He says, doesn't he? Who's Rachel? Yeah, yeah. they're all good episodes. It's hard to choose, isn't it? It is, but that's what we do. But you're right. It's very, it's very hard. So, what have you George. got for number two? I've done my number two. I'm, I was going to say it's the it's the it's the the big final countdown. It's number one, I think, for us both. I'm so tired. I've, I've forgotten. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm trying. I'm trying to think now. I'm trying to think which episode you've not mentioned yet. I think we'd, we've definitely got. Uh, I know your number one because you let it slip. I did. So my, well, mine's Friday the fourteenth because I know everyone's going to be desperate to know what my number one is. Friday the fourteenth. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's when Del meets Boise and Mario's, doesn't he? The fish restaurant. And they arranged for Del to stay at Boyce's um, cottage in Cornwall, I think it is. Trigower, I think he calls it, where Mario's going to pay them £10 a fish. So they're going to split the £10 a fish with Boyce. So he says, like, well, to Rodney and Grandad, if we get 60 fish, that's £300. Split it three ways. You and Grandad get £50 each. It's a bit like when he says, we're partners. We, we, we split it down the middle, 60, 40 type of thing, doesn't he? And then later on, Rodney's not keen on fish. He says, well, it's it's stealing, really. And Grandad says, no, it ain't. No, it ain't, Rodney. It's called poaching, which is quite, again, Grandad, again, nicking the nicking the scene, really. And then when they go down to Cornwall, it's uh, rough weather with thunderstorms. They discover an axe murder is on the run. The very night, 10 years ago, we killed a party of weekend fishermen, didn't he? So the, yeah. the alarm bells are ringing. But Del wants them to carry on, doesn't he, I think, uh, Grandad and... He's Rodney thinking about the earner, but uh, they're yeah, thinking the about earner, their lives. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> life over money, like, yeah. Uh, money over life, I should say. But yeah, some funny scenes, of course, in the cottage as well, isn't there? Rodney looking through the window and sees someone at the window. They then get a knock at the door. After satisfying themselves as a policeman, Rodney says he saw a face at the window and describes the man. And um, says, oh, about, he had an evil face and hair's coming out of his nose. And obviously the policeman says, you sure this wasn't a reflection? And I think Del and Grandad had said that line just before him hadn't he so he's getting yeah. a bit no it wasn't you know and then Dell goes outside to the toilet of course comes out and there's somebody lying on the floor isn't there who they then think is the axe murderer don't they yeah it's actually Tom Whitten the gamekeeper I think it is so that's quite it's a also kind line. of a good twist in a horror sense as well 
I'm thinking yeah. of Silence of the Lambs. Do you remember that film? I do. It was a good film, isn't it? That yeah, yeah. And do you remember in that part where a bit gruesome, but he takes off that person's face and he puts it on his own, and then he gets out of the building, doesn't he? Not quite as dramatic as that, but you think it's someone else. It's that kind mm. of thing. Yeah, yeah, it is good because, like you say, in a way, he's quite a normal bloke, isn't he? The axe murderer when he comes in, he's quite, you know, he, he you could, seems it. Yeah, yeah, he's quite convinced with. he's yeah, <laughs> quite convinced he's just a normal bloke. But yeah, when Dell's left at the flat with the axe murder, that's great, isn't it? When Rodney rings the house and he's what? You know, he's just so, so shocked. Yeah. You know, the, the, the detectives, the inspector's here examining his axe type of thing, um, which I think is brilliant. Then there's the helicopter, isn't there then? And um, the axe murder's like, is that the police? He says, no, no, it's Barrett's. Because there's obviously an advert, wasn't there, years ago with Barrett's and helicopters and things. And um, then the axe murder wants to play snooker of all things, doesn't he? Yeah, imaginary snooker. Imaginary snooker, yeah. So um, the ex-murder says, well, I don't like winning. And Del says, don't you? She says, no, no. If you, if you lose, then you're anonymous and all this. And, and Del says, should we do tenor a frame then? So the ex-murder agrees. And then that's the end bit, isn't it? Then he just pretends to short. Yeah, then you hear him chalking a cue, don't you, at the end, actually? If you yeah, you do, yeah. Like, yeah. But it's kind of an interesting ending because it's not really concluded, is it? Not concluded. Could have could have had a sequel, couldn't we? He could have done, yeah. I mean, you yeah. presume obviously because Dell lives, but um, but he could he could have got away. You never know. Or they could have arrested him. We we never find yeah. that out, do we? But yeah, it's a very different episode. I do like it. Uh, but again, it's one of these episodes where it's not in the traditional world, is it? You know, it's not in Peckham. It's not in the flat. But there's a bit of the pub at the beginning, is there? Or isn't there? I'm trying to remember. Um, no, we 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 cut to the the flat no, straight the away, flat. don't we? Yeah. But, I no, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think I think that's the thing actually with the, with the early episodes that sometimes they do finish a bit quick. Like you say, that's probably where John Sullivan was coming from. The 50 minute episode, there was a lot more to be done. Like you said, it, after last another 20 minutes, we could have had it running out a little bit more. That's and probably that one of the only happened. ones though that isn't resolved. You know, that's quite a big. I mean, it's a comedy. It's different, I know, but it's quite. You don't know what happens with. Uh, you obviously know Dell survives, but you don't know what happens to the axe murderer, do you? <laughs> Not no, being that. No. no, there's quite a few like that, isn't there? The one chandelier one. They they go, don't they? They flee, but um. What, oh, I get. I guess, yeah. I, people say that a lot about the Peckham Spring ones, don't they? But you know, it's a comedy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. People are like, yeah, oh, they yeah. really got prosecuted and <laughs> things like yeah. that. Yeah, interesting, Chris, when I was doing the, the looking at the podcast, Only Bulls and Horses Series 3, and that's weird, you said Anthony Hopkins, he actually forwarded this book, can you see there? I don't know if you can see. Oh, wow, did he? I actually yeah. heard a rumour that he was nearly in Only Fools and Horses in one of the last episodes, apparently. I, I think he was considered for Grandad as well, you know, I'm sure, I'm really? sure I've read that. Wow. Yeah, I'm sure great he was. Actor. Yeah, great actor. Yes, I remember it's, reading it's, in a newspaper at the time when they were bringing it back for the last three that yeah, he yeah. was, they were talking to Anthony Hopkins to be like a nemesis in one of the episodes, but it never happened for whatever reason. But yeah. oh, wow. just remember that. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, what was yeah, in the book? I, I discovered the missing scene from Friday the 14th. And it's actually the, it's a scene just before they go driving when the policeman stops them in the heavy rain in the dark. Oh, great. Yeah, so um, I'll, I'll do. I'll read it out. It's only it's only a few yeah. lines. So yeah, that'd be great. I, yeah. I haven't heard it before. Oh, yeah, there. Are, yeah, so that it says here that um, this scene comes from the 1983 episode Friday the 14th and was filmed out, filmed but cut because of lack of time. 
it immediately preceded the scene where the trotters were stopped by the police. It says Michael Bilton played the old yokel. So, yeah, it's a country pub village green. And it says it's one of the idyllic scenes straight off a post postcard outside the old pub. We have a couple of tables and chairs. The van is parked close by. And one of the tables, we have an old rustic type puffing on a pipe. At the other table sit Dell and Grandad. Dell is still wearing his camel hair coat, etc., which he does in the next scene, doesn't he? So Dell lights a cigar. This is what it's all about, ain't it, Grandad, eh? This is your real England. And Grandad says, it's lovely, ain't it? And it's so clean and all. And Dell replies, and I'll tell you what, shall I? Because the people out there have respect for their environment, he throws his empty cigar packet away. So that's obviously a joke, isn't it? Uh, men went away in the war and fought and died for this. Grandad, I know, I almost did. And Del says, what, you almost died? And Grandad, no, I almost went away and fought for it. So you can... You can yeah, yeah. Um, then Del says, oh, yeah, I love this life. This is what nature intended. Freshly baked bread, beer from the wood and honest food straight from God's good air. Uh, and then Rod exits pub carrying a tray of drinks, pints. Uh, Rod to Del, they've never heard of a pina colada and they don't do pizzas. Del, don't do pizzas, stone me. What sort of a dead and alive hole is this? And then Rod, it says, thinking this might offend the yokel, shh, to the yokel. Morning. And then the yokel, staring in the distance, afternoon. And then Rod checks his watch, taps it. This deep sea diver's watch still ain't working right. So that's a reference from, yeah. I think, series two, isn't it, that? Yeah. And then Del, leave off Rodney, indicates yokel. He's trying to tell the time by the sun. And Rod, but you, you, you can tell the time by the sun. Granted, but it's hardly bloody Tim, is it? And then Del says... He's right and all to Yokel. Lovely weather for a bit of sheep shearing, eh? And Yokel, oh, ah, fine weather. Soon be turning, though. And Dell's like, will it? And the Yokel, you mark my words, sir, before the night's out, there'll be a storm, the likes of which we've never seen before. There'll be thunder <laughs> that'll wake the dead from the sheep, the sleep, rain and flooding, and a wind howling so fierce you'd think it came from the mouth of Satan himself. And then Dell and Rod look at each other and react. Grandad, it'll be good for the flowers, won't it? And Dell gives him a damning look. Nearly done now. And Rodney says, how do you country people know these things? Is it because the cows are all laying down or can you tell this from the clouds? Yokel turns to face Rod. We see as an earpiece, which is connected to a radio. No, I just heard the forecast on Radio 4. And Rod <laughs> reacts. And Del says, come on, drink up. And that's the... It sounds not, not bad, actually. Um, no, that's quite a good line from Grandad. You could imagine him saying that after all that was said. No, it'd be good to see, wouldn't it? And I've heard that before about cows. If they're lying down, that it's going to rain. Maybe that's country yeah. thing. I don't know, but <laughs> I've yeah, heard that yeah. before. Yeah. So, so no, that'd be great water. to see that scene. It would. It thicker would than water. I actually forgot that thicker than water was an episode from a series. It's always repeated on TV with the Christmas specials. For me, this was easily number one for me. I love this episode. Um, this episode has a strong plot introducing Dell and Rodney's father at Christmas. Was a stroke of genius. Some people get wise men bearing gifts. We get a Wally with a disease. And there's many emotional parts when Dell talks about his father closing the door in 1965. So you get a sense of all that and you, what you went through. And the fact that Rodney has never known his father plays into Reggie's hands. And as Rodney says, all he knows about him is from Dell. So that that's it in a nutshell, isn't it, really? And I think it's probably one of the most evilest things he could have done, really, because Dell's all about his family, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, and like you say, Dell's really helped his dad out. He's brought up Rodney, hasn't he, when when his dad uh, dad left and things, yeah. And it's um, obviously, sadly, uh, Leonard Pierce's last official episode, 
Um, yeah. Although he did do that school education license to drill, apparently after that. But yeah, it's um, it is a good episode. I did it number four, I think. So yeah, it was, it was good. The rare blood illness is what he had engineered, hadn't he? The dad. Hereditary blood disorder. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. Hereditary. It means it's passed forward, not back. And I think Del says, "You're, you're, and yeah, says, you're probably the, the carrier." carrier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and changing then, the blood group to make it seem Del comes from a different father was probably the worst thing Reg could have done uh, to his son. Del was always a family man, and in many ways he was Rodney's father when he was younger, wasn't he? Really. When you think about yeah, it, yeah, and, father um, and brother. Mm, and then um, Dell and Granddad obviously see the different blood groups, presuming that Rodney's the who done it, don't they? Yeah, because then, he is a bit different, isn't he? Given his height and personality as well. Yeah, yeah. So they sit him down, don't they? And they say that um, your mum was, you know, seen one or two musicians. And Rodney's like, well, you, you, the way you describe mum, she'd never be like that. And Dell's like, it was a bit of a one-off. You know, a saxophone player, I think it was, and a trumpet player. And um, what are you trying to say? My mum, my dad was a band. He says, no, just the brass section. So then Rodney yeah. goes, I can't, can't wait to fill out my next application form. Mother's name, Joe Mavis Trotter, and father's name, what is it called? The, the Herb Albert and the Tijuana Brass, which I think. That's it, yeah. Then they go to the pub, don't they, then, after that. And they're and playing cards, aren't they? Well, That's eventually. Right. Yeah. But, but it's it's terrible, really, because like it, he's sort of sort of like a weasel, really, his dad in many ways, because he, he's weaseling money out of all of them, any Granddad and Rodney, and then of course when they haven't got any money, he says to Rodney to get some money off of Dell, doesn't he? That's right, yeah, yeah, that's quite a good line, isn't it? That um, what does Dell say? He said, um, I asked me dad what what a cubic foot was, and he said, I don't know. <laughs> we tried to get a week off work with it. You know, just brilliant, you know, brilliant comedy, isn't it? You know. Yeah, and um, um, it yeah. is of course funny, but for me, it's the plot and the emotional pull that make it number one for me. You know, because as we said, Dale's very much a family man, and yeah, it's very evil what he does in many ways. And it's at Christmas as well. I mean, of all all the times to do it, I say I love, I love. Well, I say love it. I think it's funny at the pub when the de- when he's dealing the cards out, isn't it? Yeah, uh, the, the dad, uh, dad, Rodney, Kibasabi, referring to the. Yeah, the Lone Ranger. I just thought that was uh, really good as well, wasn't it? Yeah, but he keeps with course... these snide remarks, doesn't he? To begin with, it's quite funny. Um, what does he say? It's like, oh, I'm with my family, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, um, Dell says, I can't come back because every time I'm on the landing, he shouts, hi ho, Silver, doesn't hi he? Hi ho, Silver. <laughs> yeah. yeah, brilliant. But obviously, Rod, uh, Dell goes see Dr. Becker, doesn't he, in the end? That's the final twist, isn't it? Yeah, and that's another thing because, you know, Luckily, he did because he didn't want to do that at first, did he? Because um, it would have put his mum in a bad light. So that's why he was against it to begin with. And what did he was working at? Was it Newcastle Infirmary? And he nicked um, loads of bits, but it was the gynecologist Lambretta. Yeah. yeah. But that's the bit. Yeah, I love that. That always makes me laugh for some reason. I can't remember. It was gloves and other things, wasn't it? But I always remember the Lambretta. Oh, yeah. it, was, it was hundreds of gloves. It wasn't just a pair of gloves either, was it? Hundred pairs of gloves. And yeah, yeah he was a porter one. or something, wasn't he? Because he, was he made porter. out he was a patient and they put, put his name through the computer, didn't they? And yeah, it turns out he was a porter. And that probably sums Dell up as well, because I think Reg goes, well, I better be going. And Dell says so soon. And then he, he puts some money in his pocket, doesn't he? And then looks away and just pats his shirt pocket, doesn't he? After he's put some money in. As though, like, you know, you, you're a bit of a wrong one, but you're still for yeah. family. So I'll, I'll nice look, try. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to, I, I, you know, I want to still want to look after you. He's more like Dell, really, isn't he, to look at? 
knew he's got the look of Dell cigars and everything. I know he does wear Dell's. He just hasn't got his heart, has he? That's the thing. No, he hasn't got his heart. That's the big thing. Yeah, I just love it. And it's always on, obviously, at Christmas. And as I said, I sometimes forget it is a a series. You know, it's from a series. I sometimes think it's, you know, a Christmas special. I wonder if he's ever tempted to bring him back. I know know that sounds a bit strange, but it could could have perhaps worked, couldn't it, I suppose? The funeral, He He would have had to have had sort of a redemption, maybe. Yeah, the funeral might have been one. I wonder if it was ever thought of, maybe. You know, like, obviously, Grandad's funeral, that's his son, isn't it, Reg? I wonder if that was ever... I know I know, we're trying to sow the seeds of, of Uncle Albert then, weren't we, as well? So it might have distracted from that a little bit, maybe. But um, Yeah. It must have been in, in um, John Sullivan's mind, possibly, mightn't it? Yeah, I don't, I don't know when he passed away, actually. He has now, but I don't know off the top of my head when he passed away. Who, who's this, Reg, sorry? Yeah, Reg, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think he'd passed away when Grandad had his funeral, had he? Um, he's still alive then, I think. No. He? Let's okay. have some stats. It's about viewing figures, actually. I look, I look back at the viewing figures. I had, I didn't know this at all, but in the first two series, view, viewing figures uh, of the show were averaging seven to eight million, which we knew a bit. They were quite low, weren't they? For a, I think it was only, it was only three channels, I think, wasn't there? BBC One, BBC Two, ITV. I think Channel Four coming eighty-two. <laughs> so three channels, seven to eight million was quite low. A Touch of Glass did reach ten point two million, but you know, really good. Yeah, uh, which is the highest viewing figure for the first two series. Now the foot. This is where the where I think series three, Fools and Horses, is getting its popularity. Uh, the fourth episode of series three, Yesterday Never Comes. Uh, you know when Tra- Dell's trying to sell the Queen Ab- and Cabinet, it receives ten point six million audience, which I've put here. It's a watershed moment in the show because viewing figures never dipped below ten million ever again. Oh, from that moment. From that moment, no. So it's building, building, building it, and then I think the peak of that. Series series three was 11.9 million viewers for Who's a Pretty Boy, and then series four. I know I'm jumping ahead here, that jumps to 13 million viewers then on average. Wow, yeah, yes, it's got you know, so from series two, where we're averaging seven to eight, we're nearly doubling it by series four. And then you know, you can can imagine, and you look at the figures again, and they're growing, growing, growing. Then, so it's quite surprising with um, Who's a Pretty Boy, but of course, nobody. For me, that's quite low on the list of Series 3, but that's a big audience for that episode, isn't it? But, of course, you never know what's coming up, do you, when you're watching live TV? <laughs> well, re- yeah, really, the credit for that episode probably is the one prior to it, isn't it, really, when you think about it? Yeah, they're you probably know, thinking, what's coming next? The the, yeah, yeah, you know, you're watching that on the back of the previous episode, really, aren't you, in a way? Mm. Yeah, so, um, but, yeah, so that, that was the first time. I was just going to put anything else here. No, I think that was that was about my most my biggest stat really. So yeah, it took a it, it took a couple of series, didn't it? And that's what they say now. A lot of comedians and comedy actors that they need to give these comedy shows longer because it can take a couple of series to actually get into it. But of course, they don't want to hear that, do they? They want an instant success. Maybe back then, you know, there was more pressure, really, wasn't there? Because you know they needed. Well, I don't know what be a success, but probably. 10 million plus would be a reasonable success. I mean... They're judging it on the viewing figures, aren't they, all the time? Yeah. And as John Chavez said, that apparently they nearly axed it. He said that when I interviewed him. So, Mm. yeah, Mm. imagine that.
We've got some off-price crack ties, some miles and miles of carpet tiles, TVs, deep freeze, and David Bowie OPs, all games, gold chains, worst names, and head a push, and Trevor Francis track suits from a mush and shepherd's bush. Push, 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 push. No income tax, no VAT, no money back, no guarantee. Black or white, rich or poor, we'll cut prices at a straw. 